I have always been curious about wine and excited about wine, even before I could legally drink it. There's something special about Black women in our wine. It's an experience. I would watch Scandal with my cousin, Jordan, and just that huge crate and barrel goblet that Olivia Pope had. And after a long day, she would just come and pour a huge glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, wow, that looks relaxing. That's how how you end a day. And like once I finally could drink, my uncle had gotten me champagne. And when those bubbles hit me, I was just like, you know when you get like goosebumpy, you just feel bubbly. Yeah. Like your body feels light and airy and fun. I was like, you were buzzed. I love Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the buzz, okay? From WBEZ Chicago, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Taylor Coward, and I'm here with Cheryl Jackson and Jennifer Shaylove Long. And grab your glasses and your goblets. We're celebrating National Wine Day and chatting about wine and wine culture in the Black community. And later, we hear from entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Love Corkscrew Wines, Krishan Lampley. It's one of the leading Black-owned wine brands in the industry, and it's Chicago's own. Krishan gets into wine tradition and why, with her company, she's here to shake things up. And she brought a bottle to the studio. Hey. Hey, okay. <laughs> Thank you, girl. And there may be times where we're sipping that bottle during the episode. I don't think there's a mate to that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We shall. Okay. (laughs) And that's coming up. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. What's your favorite type of wine? I like a big, big red. Mm. I do. I you know I want to learn more about wines, mm-hmm. uh, but right now um, I'm just sort of in the safety zone of cabs. Yeah. But I want to learn more about uh, big Italian reds, um, pinotages, which are out of South Africa. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious. I'm curious about ready to expand my palate for red wine. Exploration. What Mm. about you, Jennifer? I have a relationship with wine Mm -hmm. and we broke up. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we, I I actually, I've experienced different types of wines, but I have, you know, discovered that along the way, like I have kind of like this enzyme reaction to Mm. wine. And so it gives me headaches. So now I just love like bourbon. Bourbon. And whiskey. Dog liquor. <laughs> and dog mint. <laughs> dog liquor. Brown liquor and brown men. Okay. So Pappy Van Winkle. Nim. Yeah. <laughs> and Nim. Nim. Um, so what does wine represent to you, Cheryl? And what does bourbon mean to you, Jennifer? Okay. Wine is an experience. I think it's meant to be experienced, whether it's with a good group of girlfriends mm-hmm. or over a great meal or while listening to fabulous music for me, jazz mm-hmm. or on a Sunday afternoon and your place is clean and you've got the music on and you're just relaxed and you pop up in a beautiful bottle of wine. Yeah. So it's a total vibe. Yeah. Okay. 
total vibe. What about you and uh, bourbon? Okay, when I think about bourbon, I think of like a cold winter night in front of a fireplace Mm -hmm. and, you know, sipping in these beautiful, like, small crystal glasses. Mm -hmm. And just, it's just warm and cozy and welcoming. It's a vibe. Toasty. It's a vibe. It's a a little bit more than a vibe. Okay. (laughs) Bourbon will take you there in zero to 60. Okay. Messing around with wine. It sure will. But you know, it's interesting because there's so much to learn about bourbons and whiskeys and, you know, this kind of all the different types. Like, I particularly like uh, Angel's Envy, Mm. it's Mm. just so smooth. So, to you, what makes a good glass of brown, whatever it may be, whiskey, bourbon, what do you look for? I think it's just your palate. Like, what do you like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, I I like Angel's Envy because it is it is smooth. Mm-hmm. I also like Uncle Nearest mainly because of the history of Uncle Nearest. Yeah, because... what's that about? I keep hearing about that. What is that about? So Uncle Nearest actually created the recipe for Jack Daniels, right? And so Okay, who is Uncle Nearest? Uncle Nearest. Well like okay. Well so okay. <laughs> what year he was born? No, what year was a long up. time okay. ago. Where did he go to high school? I think he was school? in school in Tennessee somewhere. <laughs> okay. But no, like he really he created the recipe and mm-hmm. you know, now um there's this woman, her name's Fawn Weaver, who is really, you know, creating and and building energy around his story. And so... Wait, it's, is it black? Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah, know, he's black. The baseline, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, it sounded kind of black, the name. Yeah, you know, Uncle Nier is like... <laughs> Can I just say, in yeah. addition to bourbon, you know, uh, since we're talking brown liquor, mm-hmm. um, cognac. Oh, yeah. Do you enjoy cognac? Do you have the same kind of relationship with it? Like, do you crack it open and clean with it? It is an experience. You know, it's something I'm going to drink in the winter, Mm, fall. But it comes with the same kind of experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 uh, Was there wine culture in corporate America? What was that like? One of places I worked, the CEO was a serious wine aficionado. Mm -hmm. He was a collector. And he collected it but he loved you know sharing his wine collection and so I was going along with it you know we were all out you know the team what do you think about this what do you think about that and it was good yeah I mean Jennifer (laughs) this will change your mind okay (laughs) and your life okay this wine was so good it was so smooth and you're drinking it without realizing you just dabbling, trying this one, this one, this one. All of a sudden, that situation hit me. And I was like, I can't feel my lips. <laughs> my lips are numb. Okay, that's usually the, the telltale sign. The that lips I am go numb? Drunk. Really? Yeah. And I was, it was work. I was the only yeah. woman. I said, I got up, going to the ladies' room. I'm going to go powder my nose. I went straight. To the cab, jumped in the cab, <gasps> went all the way home. They were like, where is Cheryl? Where is Cheryl? Yeah, uh-uh. She's putting her the slap one, cap on. Two or three. There you go. The slap cap was on. She's putting her slap cap on. She's um, going to bed. That's right. It, but it was. I was so freaked out. But the, the wine was that good. It was that smooth. Mm. There was no, no, no backwash. There was no acidity. There was no 
very little tannin on it. It was just so amazing and yeah. so smooth. And you got people like, well, try this and try this. And Was this the big reds you were talking about? It was all reds. Big? Big, beautiful, <laughs> big-ass reds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we feel about wine country? Do we have any... Napa vineyard experiences in the house. I spend a lot of time, you know, exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's beautiful up there. Yeah. Like, it's just beautiful. But also, this is what made me realize, like, there's just so many different types of wine. But also, you know, based on your palate, it's what you, it really is what, what you, you like. enjoy, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's just exploring and tasting and trying and finding that one thing that you just that you really enjoy. And 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 what I discovered in that is like okay, there there are also other you know beverages that also have a culture and a following and you know a um a history behind them that's really very interesting too, which is what as I said it's kind of led me to uh whiskey and bourbon. Um they tend to be a little bit more forgiving. Okay. <laughs> Forgiving. Let's I call like it that, that word. Forgiving. <laughs> you like hip hop? Yeah. Okay. So, first, we got Chardonnay. Now, Chardonnay, it's like the granddaddy of wine. It's, it's versatile, smooth, and kind of go with many of them. You know, it's like, it's like the Jay Z of wine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so next, we got the Pinot Grigio. Uh, Pinot Grigio is a white wine, but with a little bit of spice to it. It's like, oh, you thought I was just a white wine? I'm about to get stupid. It's, it's like a Kanye West. So Pinot Grigio is going to say slavery was a choice. It wasn't. And then over here, uh, we got the Rieslings. Now, Rieslings are crisp, clean, usually kind of sweet. So it's like the Draco wine. Yeah, Rieslings being their feelings. <laughs> you know, I was really introduced to wine and very ritzy white experiences. Fundraisers, the heels of San Francisco, it was these very privileged and prestigious events. So it didn't really seem accessible. And then also, you know, when it was talked about, it was always talked about, you know, they were showing off like, you know, like, oh, uh, the legs and and, and I love this wine and this brand and this bottle. Um, (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) The stems on this. It was... It was a way to um, exclude you. And so I'm sitting there like, I don't know what they're talking about. It's, it makes now, it you scary. know, there's a thing about how you talk about wine. My ex used to be, we used to do these food and wine festivals, right? And this one guy, he was a sommelier, and he, w- that's what they call him, right? Right. Okay. Sommelier. Is this a sommelier? Mama say, Mama say. I was about to think it too. Mama say, Mama say. Okay. Yes, I was totally thinking that. Michael Jackson. Okay, wine break. <laughs> new wine, new wine break. Okay, y'all gonna hear me uh, go. Well, I went to a mixer about becoming a sommelier. Trying to be an actor? Is that like a pirate? No, that's a sommelier. What'd you say? Sommelier. So you know, there's a thing to that, like actually how they come up with these descriptors for wine, right? Tell us. So this um, sommelier I experienced at this food and wine festival, he was basically like. We use the body parts of women to describe wine. Full-bodied. Wow. Robust. He was using other words, but... (laughs) (laughs) Hippie. (laughs) A big booty wine. (laughs) 
Okay, wait a minute. I need to draw a line in there. <laughs> Not sure wine. I want to partake of that. The big booty wine. The big booty wine. That's so objectifying. It is. It is. In hindsight. But it was funny. <laughs> and we was drinking wine. Huh. Coming up, we hear from Krishan Lampley, founder and CEO of the award-winning Chicago-based wine brand Love Corkscrew. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Krishan Lampley has been featured in Forbes, People, CNBC, and was featured on Beyonce's 2020 Black Parade list, which highlighted leading Black-owned businesses. Her wine brand Love Corkscrew offers wines like the Into Deep Vino Blanco, We're moving on up Cabernet Sauvignon and the We Go High Rosé. Plainly, she's taking the wine industry by storm, and I couldn't wait to chat and sip with her. How and when did you fall in love with wine? I think wine fell in love with me. I always had a palate um, that was a little more mature. My parents were much older than other parents, so I was always able to get exposure to great food. When I'm in college and everybody's enjoying, when they turn 21, (laughs) enjoying the Cosmos and the apple martinis. That wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, ew, no. But I was enjoying flights of wine. Mm -hmm. And my first experience was going to, I'll never forget, Ben 36, when that was open here in Chicago. An amazing owner, Enoch, he actually introduced me to some amazing wines. He took me into the back to the cellar and I had the opportunity to taste a a wine at 20 plus um, that was like a $300 bottle of wine. And when I experienced that and I looked back in this, this wine closet and cellar, I was like, oh, this is it. This is where I need to be. So early 20s and and I fell in love with it and I I haven't looked back. Could you tell the difference already between a $300 bottle of wine and what you'd had before? No. I just knew it tastes good. Okay. And <laughs> I want important. to experience it. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I tend to believe that some think they know mm-hmm. when they really don't. Mm-hmm. I always say enjoy it, drink it, don't overthink it. The only thing that I will slap your hand on that you do if you put ice cubes in your wine. The wine is the seasoning. Can you describe a good glass of wine? Like the whole experience of how it makes you feel after that first sip. Oh, gosh, I'm going to keep this PG. But it's, (laughs) I would say, the experience, okay, so the best experience I ever had, it was on my 40th birthday. My parents, and this is 10 years ago, I'll be 50 next year, but my parents took me to Napa for my first time over 10 years ago. Mm. And I was in Stag's Leap 
uh, one of my favorite vineyards. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at these beautiful mountains and valleys, and and I have a glass of the Camus. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It, it was just an out of body body experience. The way that that the first taste hit my tongue, and they always say the the second taste is the true taste of the varietal, right? Mm-hmm. But when that second taste hit my mouth, oh my god! I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this is life. Yeah. The experience was not only now thinking about my mother, um, but just um, enjoying life because it's too short. What excites you the most about wine? The unknown. Um, there, there's so much to learn. And I think it's such this untapped industry that people have been so scared about uh, that I, the mystery of it is just amazing. What surprised you the most about the wine and alcohol industry, like some insider knowledge that people wouldn't expect? I don't know if people don't expect this, but I will emphasize it, how how there's zero diversity. It, it's, it, it lacks diversity to the oomph degree. Mm. Like I can't even stress. I don't even know how many exactly now, but I, I remember documented a while back there's approximately like 60 African-American women that are either negotiants like, like myself, mm-hmm. uh, winery owners or vineyard owners, have like 111,000. Like it, it's absurd. Mm-hmm. So the lack of diversity, no, it's not shocking, but it's so prevalent. How has that affected your role in the industry? It affects my every day, um, affects my every minute, mm-hmm. every hour of people either not believing me. Um, Not only am I a black woman in this industry, but from Chicago too. How in the world are you in the wine industry and you're from Chicago, right? So it's, it's this, it's nonstop. Mm -hmm. And it is also a consistent proving yourself. Um, We know that um, women in BIPOC are the the hardest to, to even get funding, right? So we don't have to go down that rabbit hole of not having the the income to do this, Mm -hmm. to do everything grassroots, uh, so it's it's nonstop working, and I hate to use the word hustle um, because it's bigger than hustle. I, I'm an entrepreneur, but it's nonstop hustling to prove your your worth mm. and your value. Yeah, that sounds like hustling. Yeah, right. So on your site, you mentioned that your mission is to reinvent the wine industry. What, in your opinion, including diversity, I'm thinking, needs to be fixed or updated? The snobbery. If that's a word. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and that's why I have these labels that I have, the mm-hmm. double entendres, the fun labels. The average person will walk down a wine aisle and have no idea which wine to choose. Yeah. No clue. It's funny that I hear the average person is just looking for the alcohol content. I'm like, what? Wine is 11 to 14 percent. Uh, outside of that is a port. So why, you're not going to get more high off of you know, wine. <laughs> so don't look at that. I need you to look at the back of the bottle so you understand what the winemaker is telling you. Yeah. So I say all that to say um, that it's more than just diversity. I wanted to make wine easier for the wine novice and uh, wine enthusiasts alike. I wanted to be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my catchphrases, it's a mood. I wanted to set a mood, and I think that's what Love Corkscrew does. And it, it's, I mean, people will chuckle, like when they'll see my Cabernet Sauvignon for the older heads, uh, me being one of them, we're moving on up from the Jeffersons, right? <laughs> Is my Cabernet Sauvignon. So I want it to be fun. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Do you also agree that wine is almost like a sacred club 
for the elite. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fraternity. I'm in a sorority and I still look at, at wine as being a fraternity, right? Yeah. Um, sure it is. And that's what I'm trying to break through mm. because there'll be a group of connoisseurs that'll I'll talk a language that no one else can. Mm-hmm. And make everyone else feel less than. Yeah. And that's what I want to break through. I can talk to them too. But I also can talk to someone who's never enjoyed wine and and really wants to come on in and and see what it's like. Making it accessible. Yes. Yes. Which is what we need because sometimes it feels like the industry thrives on exclusivity. It does. Some things, though, are a bit daunting. Sure. Like... um, the steps when you're looking for a bottle of wine. Absolutely. How can you tell our listeners and me to navigate that? So if you remember anything I say, anything I say, when you go down a wine aisle and you're not sure what to pick, sure, go to the label that looks the coolest to you, (laughs) that sticks out to you. That's okay. But then this is the trick. When you look at that back of the bottle, Mm -hmm. read it. Yeah. Read what the winemaker is telling you, whether it says it's sweet or um, with these particular notes or berries and whatever it's saying, actually they're telling you what's in that bottle. Mm. That's all I need you to do. Don't look at the alcohol content. Uh It's a bottle of wine. Can we get a reading of the back of Head Over Heels from its creator? Yeah, you're going to make me put on my readers. Hold on. (laughs) So wait, so y'all know I just said I'll be 50 next year, so let me get my great. Oh, thanks, thanks. Let's all put our readers on in solidarity. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'm putting my readers on. So on the back of my bottle, it says, take it easy, uncork, and enjoy the moment. Indulgence knows no boundaries. Now, that's just to entice you, right? Yeah. But now I'm about to tell you what's in the bottle. Tell us. Sweet Riesling is fragrant-nosed with a distinct lemony grapefruit character. Supple body with a cleansing crispness. Enjoy the wine whenever you endeavor and indulge in pungent cheeses and dried fruit desserts. Yes. If that didn't tell you what's in that bottle, and I don't know what And you gave us pairings. <laughs> exactly. In those special wines, do you have any recommendations or like a bottle that an experienced or even new drinker must try at least once? Oh, that's a silly question. So love, cork, screw. I mean, that's <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> promo code what are we saying here (laughs) you must try love corkscrew true how has wine allowed you to create your own ideas around luxury that's an interesting question so luxury to me is being able to sit with a glass of wine be in that moment Mm -hmm. and enjoy your surroundings that to me is luxurious yeah so I think it means something different to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been re- actually really fun to have friends that were far from wine connoisseurs, mm-hmm. like beer drinkers or, you know, just easy spirit drinkers. Mm-hmm. But when they have a glass of wine in their hand, all of a sudden, you know, they straighten up a little bit. Their yeah. back gets a little. Pinkies are out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they walk a little different. They're holding the glass. Or, or what really, really impresses me and just makes me just smile is when they, they see me holding the glass and they mimic how I'm holding it. Yeah. Um, that is so sexy to me. Like that, So that means you're, you're really trying and you're, you're learning mm-hmm. and you're feeling, you know, like you're part of that. Experience. Experience. And it's great. So I think that's what's luxury. Now that you are where you are now in life, um, what does the type of wine that you gravitate towards say about you? 
for me, and that's just for me, it shows my progression, mm-hmm. um, not only in life and experience, um, but I'll give you an example of, I look at it as a college kid drinking, I'm not going to name brands, but drinking a, a, just an a inexpensive beer. Mm-hmm. But then as they progress now, they're drinking IPAs. Yeah. So it's just a progression. There's certain things in our palate that changes our body, changes so many things. So I think about back in the day of, of the sweeter drinks that, that we did. But now I enjoy a dirty martini with three blue cheese olives. And younger people be like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm like, this is fantastic. Blue cheese, huh? Blue cheese olives. Give me a dirty martini with blue cheese olives. And whoo. So that's my palate changing uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. Uh-huh. When I was in my 20s, there's no way. When I was 30s, probably wouldn't, wouldn't mm-hmm. drink that. But now in my late 40s, I freaking love that. So I think it's just a progression. I'm not saying that, that your drinking progresses to something drier. Mm-hmm. But I will say we all change and become connoisseurs of certain things as we get older and learn And knowing more. what you like. And knowing what you like. I'll say one more piece that I always tell tell entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs. Don't tell me, you know, that by the time you hit your 70s, 80s, you're saying, I wish I could have, should have, would have. Just go for it. I'm a living example of going for it, following your dreams. And I say, if it doesn't work out, man, I had a great time. I've inspired others. Just recently, a young woman came up to me and started crying Mm. when she saw me. She was like, oh, my God, you inspire me. You're the wine lady. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that, to me, made this all worth it. Queen Vino. <laughs> In the house. Wine lady. They call me all. <laughs> I like wine lady. You're the wine lady. I'm the wine lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, wine lady, it was so nice getting to talk to you. My pleasure. My pleasure. It was great. appreciated how she followed her dreams and she really is creating a brand that is accessible to everyone yep you know and just the little things that she's doing to educate and I like how she added the pairings and you pointed that out but I like how she incorporates that on her bottles and I also just love her energy like she just seemed like she was really awesome and it comes through in the brand yeah definitely what about you, Cheryl? Uh, I loved her phrase, don't overthink it, drink it. Yeah. Yeah, that really resonated, you know. So we get so up, uptight. Am I picking the right thing? Yeah. And my, you know, it's like, chill, it's just a $15, $20 bottle of wine. Exactly. Yeah. She said even with pairings, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. She's like, because if you're cooking, you know what you're going to want to taste with yeah. this wine. And she was like, just use whatever the back of the bottle says to go. Like, she's like... You're eating some buttery. Most Chardonnays say they're buttery, so put it with a Chardonnay. And so it just seemed like this is about having a good time. Like this is a product you're consuming for relaxation or a good time or celebration. So just like you're saying, don't overthink. I don't know how we got here with this, you know, wine is a luxury. When in places like Italy, you know, table wine is like water. Mm -hmm. Any everyday working class. Yep. It's just... Table wine. Capitalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> you get that from your uh, uh, from your TikTok financial advisor? No, ma'am. You know what? 
She will never let this go. Uh-uh, can't and won't. Okay. <laughs> Follow Cheryl Jackson on TikTok. <laughs> so we've made it to the end of the episode. We're in a celebratory mood. Yeah. Cheryl is going to pour. Pour nice red. Nice red, full-bodied red. Full-bodied red. Big. Christian. Big, big red. Big, big red. Big booty red. Big booty red. Big <laughs> ass red. I mean, let's come on. Any other names we got for red? Okay. <laughs> and what you pouring? Ooh. I'm drinking a Riesling, a sweet Riesling. Head over heels by Love Corks Group. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to cheers. 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 Cheers to friendship, uh, mm-hmm. wine, and good times. Yeah. Hey. I got the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a wrap on our wine and drinking culture episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. And follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. And also, we've got a newsletter, the perfect companion to this podcast. Sign up for listener spotlights, episode links, sassy quotes from yours truly, hot topics, women crushes who inspire us, and so much more. Don't miss out and join our email community at wbez.org backslash newsletters. Special thanks to our guest, Krishan Lampley, for getting us all lit in the studio. <laughs> find her wines at lovecorkscrew.com and find her Instagram at lovecorkscrew. Bye, Black Wine. You can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on socials at Cheryl Jackson. That's Cheryl with an E. You can find me, Jennifer Shea Love Long, on Instagram at Being Shea Love. And you can find me, Taylor Coward, on Instagram at Taylor Coward Online. And we want to hear from you, our magical listeners. Our email address is magic at wbez.org. Tell us what you want to hear on the show. We want to hear from you. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Our associate producer is Elizabeth Cambridge. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Editing by Justin Bull. Engineering by Dave Miska and Deshaun Smith. See y'all next week. I drink liquor. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.